0: Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda Davis. I'm Linda Davis and before we dive into God's Word today, just a little bit about myself. I love Jesus, I love people, and I love coffee. I love sharing keys to abundant living. So if you haven't already grabbed a cup of coffee, go do that and join me as I talk about The fact that if God is for us, who can be against us? And just real briefly before I dive into all that and what the Lord's been showing me, if you've been enjoying this podcast, share it, subscribe to it. Help me get the word out there so we can get the word out there. So diving into what God's been showing me, back in the fall of 2021, God began speaking to me about what the new year held. And of course, we're in the year 2022, and the Lord led me to Isaiah 22:22, which is also in Revelation chapter three, confirmed. But in Isaiah 22:22, it talks about open doors, the ones that God opens and no man can shut because he's the one that holds the key. And it says in Isaiah 22, verse 22, So he shall open and no one shall shut. So it cannot be stopped if God has opened the door to us. But I will say this. We have the responsibility to step through the door. The only one that can stop that opportunity. um, The only one that can, we can't even shut the door, but we can not walk through it. We're the key person in this. You know, there's, I've heard about prophecy and I've heard people that have received prophetic words and it has not come to pass in their life. And they've asked me about it, honestly. I don't, and they almost don't believe in prophecy because the words haven't come to pass. But there's always a key individual to a prophetic word being fulfilled in your life. You have to do the action. You have to do the doing. God has said, this is my intention. This is my plan. I'm going to set it up for you. I'm going to walk through it with you. I'll even be your provision, but you got to start going. And so sometimes people have gotten frustrated because they've gotten a word and literally they've sat back and waited for God to do what he's waiting for them to do before he moves. So no one can shut the door, but we cannot walk through that opportunity. If that makes sense. Hopefully that makes sense to you because that's really a vital point in our lives for things that others have spoken to us, and even things that God Himself has shown us that either it's not the right timing, it just isn't the time for it to come to pass, or we have to go look in the mirror because we missed something. And if we ask God, He'll show us what do I do now? What should I do now? His word will not return to him void. That prophetic word will be fulfilled on the earth. It just won't be through us if we weren't obedient, if we didn't get up and get going. And so with, as I began to reflect on this Isaiah twenty-two twenty-two, if you've listened to my first two podcasts of the year, they talk about this. Um, they talk about the scripture that God gave me. So after Isaiah twenty-two twenty-two, he brought me over to 1 Corinthians sixteen nine. And he said, this is what I'm doing with that. This is what I'm doing with that open door. For a great and effective door has opened to me. This is Paul speaking in 1 Corinthians 16, 9. And there are many adversaries. And I feel like that's a key point the Lord's trying to uh, warn us about. Not to put fear in us, but for us to be strong, us to stand firm, us to be warned and not be blindsided when there's a great and effective door that will be effectual it will have its purpose and its purpose will be accomplished there will be adversaries there will be resistance but if we go back to Isaiah 22:22 22, 22, no one can shut that great and effective door. No one shall shut. In other words, don't worry about it. You're worrying about stuff you don't need to worry about, and it's sapping you of your energy and your strength and your focus, because when we're worried, we can't focus on what we need to focus on. It's sapping us of all that, and that's what's making us ineffective. We're allowing it to do that. And we're now ineffective. And that great and effective door is not effectual because we've yielded to the worry and not taken God at his word. The word tells us if God is for us, (laughs) who can possibly be against us? This is actually a scripture verse in Romans 8 verse 31. What shall we say then? What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Okay, so clearly, this is in response to something. What is it in response to? There's a lot going on in the whole chapter of Romans chapter 8. So, you know, it's basically, to sum it up briefly, it's basically a battle of the flesh versus the spirit We're basically being told we did not receive a spirit of religion, a spirit of religious duty. That's not what this walk with the Lord is about. This walk with the Lord is more about being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and how he directs and guides us. And uh, Romans chapter 8, we're not an orphan. We did not receive an orphan spirit. We've been brought in. We've been grafted in as sons and daughters of God through Jesus Christ that all has taken place. Any suffering is less than nothing, less than nothing compared to what awaits us. So think about that. How can something be less than nothing? That's in verse 18 of Romans chapter eight. And it says, for I consider that the sufferings of, sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. They're not even worthy to be compared right? The Passion Translation says less than nothing. And I like that because how can something be less than nothing? It's so low, it's less than nothing. So that's pretty powerful right there. God, and going on to what Romans 8 is really telling us, so we get to this point of verse 31, that's who who can take us out? Nobody can take us out unless we allow it. And I have to make sure you understand there's always that key, unless you allow it. How are you responding? How are you reacting? They can't do it. You can yield to it, yes. What does yield mean? You give permission to. We're either yielding to the spirit and to God in that great and effective door, or we're yielding to the adversary, which is sometimes ourselves or others, and we're yielding to how they're making us quote-unquote feel or react. It's always up to us when God has said. So he knows our hearts. He always knows our heart. He knows our longings. And we just have to trust those things in his hand until he says to do something with it. Then by faith, we get up and we do something with it. He's already, this is all in Romans chapter eight. He's already proven his love, right? Through his son. He's serious about us. He's serious about our destiny. How's our destiny fulfilled? Through open doors, through great, wide, effective, open doors. All leading up to this, and he comes to this, and he's like, so what does all this mean? It means if God has basically said, I'm with you, I'm for you, I'm standing there, I'm not gonna leave you, I'm not gonna forsake you, ever, no matter what it feels like, no matter what it looks like, I'm there. Trust that I'm there, trust me. And if we do that, who could ever stand against us? Nobody. Nobody's that strong, nobody's that powerful. Nobody. Now I'm not even gonna go there, but Job kind of points that out, walks that, walks that theory out. So God has already proven his love through Jesus Christ, through, through being willing to send his son on our behalf, and on the behalf of those that came before us, and on behalf of those that will go after us, and then we can make it a little more personal and say on behalf of our children and on behalf of our children's children, like that song, The Blessing, says, in our children's children's children. Who, who can stop that? Who can possibly condemn us? Jesus isn't here to condemn us, convict us. That's a whole different conversation. But I mean, he went up on the cross. He's not looking to condemn or look down on anybody. So in all this, right, if nothing can be for us, I mean, against us, right, Nothing can stop us. What could ever separate us? This is all still in Romans chapter eight from the love of God. It says, it's in verse 35, absolutely no one. Nothing has the power to diminish God's love toward us. And we are the only ones that have the power to lessen or increase our love back in response. Nothing can come between us In God's love if we don't allow it. Such, Such a key word there. If we don't allow it. No persecution, no suffering, no danger, no diagnosis, no unexpected bill. He's got it all. Anything we face, anything, we have victory over them all. We come from a place of victory, and we don't get worn out. When we come from that place of victory, what could have taken us out won't take us out. When we come from that place of victory, that this is no surprise to God. He knew it was coming my way. If he knew it was coming my way, he's with me. He thinks I can handle it in him, and I'm going to lean into him, and I'm going to continue walking through this thing. It's not taking me out. Put your feet down, anchor your feet down and say, no, this isn't working. This isn't stopping me. I'm going forward in what God, I'm walking through that wide effective door and I'm going to be effectual in this season because God said it's my season and I'm not letting me stop me because I'm the only one that can stop me. So I'm making the decision that if God said, if God said to me, hey, There's a door opening that I can open and no one can shut. And by the way, that door is going to be great. It's going to be effective. And by the way, there's going to be many adversaries. But also, don't forget, if I'm for you, who can possibly stand against you? No one. That's where I'm standing. That's the place I'm coming from. And that's the place I'm stepping from. Sometimes I think we get frustrated with the adversaries. We get frustrated with the resistance. But to me, that resistance, that battle in front of us, that contending that we have to do is an indication of what's on the other side. You know, I heard somebody speak this weekend, and they made the comment I thought was so good that comes right into all we've been talking about, is that if I'm walking along and I'm doing something I thought God told me to do, and there's zero resistance, like They didn't word it this way, but I'm wording it this way. The red carpet's being rolled out for me. Everything's just so smooth and going along. I think I'm going to go back and I'm going to talk to the Lord and make sure I heard right. But where there's resistance, great resistance, like God said to me, there'll be many adversaries. When that is there, then I'm going to push through. Like Paul said, I press on. If Paul was pressing on, there was resistance. For him to get through. And he's not going to stop till he wins the prize of what? Accomplishing God's will here on earth as it is in heaven. I'm going to close with this today. We have to understand it's vital that there's going to be resistance. It's going to cost us something too. God's walking with us. I mean, look what it cost Jesus, right? It cost him his life. So Uh, We can't be surprised when people spit at us, so to speak, you know, when they talk about us, when they directly say lies about us, but we can't have that cause us to turn around and back up no matter what, right? If I'm standing here alone, I'm gonna stand and I'm gonna press on and I'm gonna go forward through that open door that God said, no one can shut on me. Remember this, God's with you, God's with me. He's always got us. And I want you to tune in next week. We're going to wrap this all kind of up about being strong, being courageous in the Lord. It takes courage to step through that wide, effective door. It takes courage when you know that there's going to be many adversaries. But we have to remind ourselves that no one can shut the door and no one can be against us. In other words, they can't hinder us. And if we'll keep pressing on all the lies, all the words spoken, we will prove them to be false in the Lord as we come from victory to victory in the Lord.